what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Angel R. Talk, and you are listening to the Not Just NYC Talking Podcast. The city of New York, from the Bronx. Today, I am joined by a gentleman who I actually am only just meeting for the first time today. I guess if we can, if we can call this meeting, because <laughs> it's this... this <laughs> this new virtual world, but I've always known you as Latino Town Hall. I had right. no idea who was behind it. I had no idea is male, female, if it's a group or organization, you know. So, you know, it's good to meet you. This is uh, Joel, and uh, we're going to talk. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your program. I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. See, I'm, I'm – I, I mean, I'm going to say that, you know, you, you happen to be, I, I don't know, and from, from where I live, right, where I live and what, I guess, the world I'm in, yeah. you're considered a rare thing because you're a Trump supporter, right, yeah. um, and you happen to be Latino. Where, where I live and I happen to be, we see that as a rarity. However, I am not, I'm not of the one-track mind to believe that that's the case everywhere. right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's, that's my, what I've been exposed to, what I've seen may not be the case throughout the, the entire United States, the world. Whereabouts are you? Where, where are you, you I from? I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. Yeah. And, and would you say that it's, it's different, my, what the, the, the worldview over there, or I guess the, the statement, does, does it hold true where you're at as well, or is it? You know, it's it's interesting. It, you know, Hispanics vary, right, from state to state, depending on where the population comes from, right? So in Florida, mm -hmm. you have this strong Cuban uh, immigration there. So those Cubans are really pro-Trump. You know, uh, people who are Mexican like me, where my parents came from Mexico, I was actually born in the United States, but mm -hmm. they came from Mexico. Uh, so it varies. Here you have a lot of, it's very strong democratic. Latinos are pushed in that way. But listen, I'm an independent thinker. I went to high school during the Jimmy Carter years from 76 to 80, right? Now I'm aging myself. I'm 58 years old. You know, okay. I voted. I voted you look for, good, man. You look good. And I remember all the issues that happened under a democratic president from 76 to 80, the hostage situation, the long gas lines, the inflation, all those things happened under Carter. And I was paying attention in high school. And I, had, and I didn't make up my mind in high school until Ronald Reagan came on the scene in 78, 79. I see, I yeah, see you, that behind you. Know, you. I, know, I have that up on there on purpose. When he came on the scene, you know what? He started speaking to me right into my heart. I go, I believe what this guy believes. I believe the way he's communicating the values of Americans. Now, my parents were peach orchard labor workers. We went the summers and on the weekends, guess where we were? We were out in the fields, mm -hmm. right? Um, working with our parents. But our parents showed us a hard work ethic, how to work, don't receive anything for free, especially from government. My father never received anything from government. Wow. And so this is pre, this is before Trump. This well, isn't like you just. Yeah, I want to set up the foundation first because people. Right, right. No, so I, you, what I mean is that you have had conservative values far before Trump. It's not like this was just something that just happened. No, far before Trump. I was the only conservative out of six in my family. All my brother, my sister, my other brothers, they came from college. They came back so liberalized. 
that I became a Christian at the age of 20, right? Gave my life to the Lord at the age of 20. And, but it wasn't just because I gave, I was a conservative before I came, became a Christian. Mm. So for me, I've always had that. It was always in my blood to think that way. And I believe it was values handed down from my parents, but also listening to Ronald Reagan. You know, I haven't been happy with all the, uh, all the Republican candidates. Uh, you right. know what I mean? It, you know, we had a Dole as one of our candidates and, and, and McCain as some, one of our, those moderates. I didn't like those moderates. And wow. uh, for me, I've been a true-blooded conservative all my life. And when Trump came on the scene, I go, you know what? We need something different. Government is here to, to be on top of us. And that's not what the design of our Constitution was. The Constitution is where the people are on top of government, not the government on top of people. I've always believed that. And, you know, with mm -hmm. Obamacare and all these things, those are things where government puts stuff on top of us and weighs us down as Americans. The Constitution makes us free. It wasn't meant for us to carry the burdens of government, is what I'm trying to say. So when Trump came along, yeah, I hopped on the Trump train. I'm a happy Trump supporter. Yeah, he's a little rough around the edges. But you know what? He gets things done for evangelicals. I mean, clearly, I speak up against him all the time, right? But, but I believe if he would just shut up just a little bit, maybe people wouldn't hate him so much. You know, I think that part of the, I mean, I am no expert in policy and, you know, yeah. um, people throw numbers at me and they throw, <laughs> they throw stats and they say, look what he's done. And, you know, I took statistics and I know that I can maneuver things to reflect my view. I can try yeah. to skew things. So I, I can't claim to know all the exact details of if he's actually created jobs, if jobs have been lost and all that, but just on a, on a personal level, right? Yeah. Just on a likability scale, all that aside, because let's say for argument's sake, just again, because I, I just don't know what information to believe. Everything is, is skewed, you know, but let's just hypothetically speaking, say that Trump did great things, right? We'll just, we'll just, for the sake of uh, this point, we'll but just say has. that. He has, the economy was booming under Trump. We had more Hispanics go to work, more females go to work, uh, more, more blacks go to work. All, all the different uh, uh, what do you, categories, they all increased in prosperity under Trump until the pandemic hit. But guess what? The economy's coming back. And you know what? When he gets reelected, the economy's going to come back stronger than ever. Hispanics are waking up. They're tired of being told what to think and what to say, not only from the media, but from the Democrats. The Democrats have gone off a ledge the ledge of insanity. They are crazy people, you know? And for me, you know, Ronald Reagan back, I think in the late 50s says, I didn't leave the Democratic Party, it left me. Can you imagine that was back in the 50s, early 60s when Ronald Reagan said that? So they've been drifting for over two generations, they've been drifting further and further to the left. And now we see them as crazy people. I, I can't comment too much on Reagan because he was a little before my time, right. you know. Um, I've seen some videos and audios that that were questionable. I, I can't remember one, but I heard one. But again, you know, people pull out what's convenient for them, right? So I am a reasonable individual, you know. Like I, I, yeah. for a period, I was on the on the um, Republican side, 
You know, I started Democrat, you know, and then I moved over to the Republican side and I, I, you know, I used to go to the rallies and I used to go to these events and I used to speak at them. And, and, um, I was finding more and more that I was not agreeing with Republicans on social issues. A lot of social matters were not in line with my views while some other, like, for instance, I'm pro gun, right? The Democrats fight me on that, but the Republicans were, um, that's initially what drove me over there. Um, but here's the issue with Democrats, my friend. The Democrats politicize everything. They politicize sex. But don't you think? Don't you think the Republicans do the same thing? I, I no. think they both do. I no, so uh -huh. you show me an instance where we have. It's the Democrats that politicize everything. Look, now politics is in the corporate world. It's in sports. Sports is starting to change how they think about BLM and those type of things. That stuff should be totally out of commerce it should be totally out of entertainment and sports but everything they do they politicize and guess what happens the ratings go down the ratings have been down for the nfl the ratings have been down for the nba whatever they politicize turns against them they ruin everything they touch <laughs> they do Bro, you got to come well, back to the Republican Party. <laughs> well, I left, I left the Republican Party and I went independent, right? I just went solo because okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't like either party. I thought both of them lied to us. Right. I, I saw a great um, drawing that said um, uh, the, 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 the left and the right are the, the wings of the same bird. Right. And, and that kind of... I, I kind of understood that that made sense to me because I don't feel that either side really cares or does the right thing for us. Um, I'll give you an example and tell me what you think about this. Um, right. Let's say um, I'm here illegally. Okay. I'm in the country illegally yeah. and somehow I get to serve in the country in, in, in our, our military. I serve our nation in our military. I go, I do a tour. I may or may not get physically hurt. I may develop some, some PTSD, whatever. I come back home, right? Yeah. We've deported people like that. Would you yeah. agree with that? Now, I, I mean, that's been done under uh, Democrat and Republican presidents, right? right. So um, it's not to say this is a Trump thing that's happening, right? I, I don't yeah. do that. Like Some people operate like that. They just want to blame Trump for everything. I don't do that. It happened under Obama, and I used to criticize Obama the same for it. You as an, as, as an individual person, right, what, yeah. what, would you, what do you think about that scenario? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Listen, uh, that scenario is a hard one, right? Because this person served in our military. They gave their life. They were willing to give their life for our military and fight for our country. Uh, that, that's a hard one to do. But here's the thing. We have to go back to the root. You're giving me an example that's really hard to argue against. But the root cause of all this, uh, the systemic problem in immigration is that they broke the law. They crossed the border illegally, right? And although they've come in and somehow made it in our country, got whatever IDs to enter into the military or into work or into school, they broke the law. And, and obviously, you know, we haven't been really enforcing the laws like we should. And I think, I think to be honest with you, I, I think Trump's a good guy at heart. He's a little brash on the outside. And I think though that that's part of him getting the attention that he needs 
where the media always has Trump. Trump's the master of the media because he always is in the media, right? Yeah. And well, you got to give him that. He certainly knows how to manipulate them and push their buttons. Well, you know, he's a master um, marketer. He's a master marketer. He knows how to be on TV every night. So, but back to the immigration issue, you know, back in the day when my parents came over, it was so much easier for them to come over. Did you know that my dad came to the border and people would come to the border, these ranchers in Arizona would come to the border and actually adopt these people, do the paperwork within, the, within a few days, cross them over to work in the cotton fields. When, my, when it came time for my mom to come over, she drove up from Jalisco in a bus with my older brother. And it took, my dad went to the border with his sponsor, with his sponsor. And it took about overnight for them to do the paperwork for my mom and my brother and they came across the border. Back then you had these sponsors who needed labor and they would go find the labor at the border. There were people waiting at the fence at the border, but they weren't crossing over illegally. Well, let me ask you about that. Um, when they were bringing them over, were they paying them fair wages? Were they treating them well? Or were they bringing them over and then, I, I got. I want to watch my language, yeah. but, but giving them unfair wages and... You know, you're always going to have people that use people, but you're going to have people that are honest. I think the person that my father was lucky to have was a very honest person who actually sheltered my father on the farm, him and my mom. Uh, when I was born, they took my mom to the hospital. They really cared for us as a family. They really cared for us. Uh, I see. But, you know, I, I think my dad just had a lot of favor. He had a strong worth ethic. He was very sharp and shrewd. He knew how to deal with people. And people just fell in love with my dad. And I think that's why they took care of my dad. Why was it like that then and not today? I mean, well, I guess it's clearly the work and stuff. You know, the, the, the I could see... I can see how that could be a problem today, you know, again, because the yeah, perception of it and stuff. You know, yeah, it wasn't yeah. as political. If it, uh, Immigration wasn't that pol a political hot potato like it is now. And like I yeah. say, the Democrats ruin everything. Everything they talk about, everything they bring up, they ruin it. They ruin it for people. You were talking about social issues earlier, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the Constitution limits the federal government on what they should do, Right. Um, and the government should not be involved in every single issue that comes up. But the Democrats, for some reason, bring up all these issues, bring them up to the mainstream of, of national conversation. And that's why the Republicans for, at, at times have to deal with these issues and, and somehow, uh, you know, come and, 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 and be against some of these issues because they're unjust. You know, the, uh, John Adams said this, you know who John Adams was? He was one of the founders, right? He said that the Constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It's totally inadequate for anybody else. What did he mean by that? Because when the framers came together, yeah, there were some deists, but they came together and they put together a system based on what the Greeks had, a structure of government based on the values of Jerusalem, which is biblical values. They brought those two things together and they merged them and they created a very limited form of government. You know why they created a limited form of government? Because they didn't want, they didn't want us to become a kingdom like from what they fled from England where they had one dictator dictating to everybody. They gave the power to the people. And here's another reason why the, the constitution is very limited. 
because they understood the nature of man. The nature of man is that we are sinful people fallen short from the glory of God from the very beginning of our birth. We've all sinned, right? So therefore, guess what? What happens with, when people that are unchecked is they want power. They thirst for power. And that's why the federal government, the constitution limits the power of hungry individuals and places it upon the shoulders of the American people. It's the American people that have power in this nation, not the government. But I don't, I don't believe that. So I understand what well, you're saying, but I don't believe You're a second amendment guy. They want to restrict guns. Well, no, that's what I mean. I don't believe that they want to limit the our people speech. have the power, but I don't believe it from either side. You know what I mean? I don't believe it's just the Democrats or just the Republicans. I believe that each one of those individuals is out for themselves or their own interests or their, uh, what's the, uh, the people who, who, who donate to them, you know, their, their yeah, special you know, interests. I don't believe that the powers with us and, anymore. I feel like the powers with yeah. the government. It's you know, it's, and, it's, and even, even the founding fathers, right? I, when people talk to me about the founding fathers and, and, and I've had some people get really mad about, about this with me, but you know, those guys weren't necessarily the most upstanding individuals when they were doing these things, you know, some of them owned slaves. So, I mean, and I know it's a different time and all that, but it doesn't make it right. So when people try to tell me that the founding fathers were the moral whatever, and I'm kind of, as soon as you you mentioned John Adams and you started mentioning the founding fathers in my, and then you spoke, what was the word you said? Moral and and religious society. It it's and I and I'm aware of it. This is you good that I'm aware of it. But they frame the Constitution from that mindset. But and if you don't have that same mindset, you can't understand the Constitution. The Constitution is a settled document. It is settled once and for all because human nature never changes. Human nature is the same it was then in the 1700s as it is now. We are fallen, we are, we, we are, we are sinful, and therefore we desire and thirst for power. The, the constitution, constitution limits the power of elected officials. They're limited on what they can do. So when Obama came with Obamacare, the, the Constitution doesn't mention a right to health care. It doesn't mention a right to education. It doesn't mention those things, right? Because back then, all they wanted is a very simple form of government that was limited. And then they gave the states power in case certain states wanted certain things. It's the states that have power to do certain things not the federal government. The federal government's limited on what they can do. So you're, you're more of the mindset that, for instance, that right to uh, healthcare or um, education should be handled by the states. In my those are state issues, those are not, that, those are not federal, like the Department of Education, I, I can't believe who created it. I, I think it was Carter, somebody there in the 70s that you know they created this monstrosity and look at our education system okay it used to be in the hands of local localities the federal government took it over and now it's all screwed up we have some of the some of the most um illiterate generations of individuals 
that are coming out of college. You know, a lot of them can't read, they can't write, they don't understand the Constitution, they don't understand our founding. And that's why all this chaos that we're having in our nation right now is a, is a, is a result, I guarantee it's a result of a lot of illiteracy about our nation and uh, its founding, the Constitution. And it, th there's no longer really an intellect. Universities don't put out uh, people with intellect. They put out people with ideology, which is very dangerous. It's a one-sided ideology. They don't help people think and reason anymore. You know what I mean? They force their thinking, their way of thinking on the people. And that's very, that's, that's horrible for our society. That, we're dealing with the effects of that right now. We see it in our streets and all these riots that are happening. People just don't understand. And they're trained to hate our nation. They're trained yeah, that's, to hate our nation. That's, that's always a bit of a tricky one for me, you know, because uh, I served, you know, um, I served the nation. So, and I consider myself, you know, a proud American. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not blind to uh, some of the wrong we've done in the world, you know, um, as a country. Um, what have we done wrong? Well, I mean, I'll take, for instance, I'll use a, a, a fairly reasonable one. Um, I didn't feel we belonged in Iraq. And, and actually, that's one of the reasons I didn't re-enlist. Uh, my re-enlistment was up, and um, I opted not to re-enlist um, because I didn't believe in that action. You know, um, I, I just, I, I felt that that right there was a move that destabilized the region, created problems, created enemies. A lot of Americans and, and, and Iraqi people were hurt, killed, maimed. And I didn't feel, so, so like if we were going into Afghanistan, when, when they were talking about that, I kind of understood that a little better. You know, had they told me that I was gonna likely deploy to Afghanistan, I might've not, you know, stayed out, you know, I might've re-enlisted, but I didn't understand going into Iraq. I just didn't, it didn't make sense to me. But listen, guess you what know? Trump's doing? He's pulling all these troops out. He's pulling them out of Afghanistan. He's pulling them out. You know why? Because he's tired of America being the police of the world. Right. So he's bringing he, troops home. Trump has not started a war. He finished ISIS. The man is, his, his record, the reason why liberal Democrats hate him is because he's very effective as an outsider, okay? He's not your traditional politician who, like you said earlier, has been bought by money. He doesn't need to, anyone to buy him out. He's a billionaire. Right. Well, that was one of the interesting things about seeing him run. D despite my, I actually, when, when he was running, I was kind of thinking like, how funny would it be if this guy wins, right? Right. And then being a New Yorker, he yeah. goes and completely takes the opposite political path. Yeah. You know, like I was thinking, that was one of the things I was thinking. Like I was like, it would be because I, you know, I was fighting with all these guys on the right, you know, and, and I was like, because uh, I didn't like Hillary and I, I couldn't stand Hillary. So I didn't vote for Hillary. I didn't vote for Trump. I voted for Jill Stein again on principle because I don't like either of the two. Right. But I thought to myself, it'll be funny as, as heck. If Trump wins, and then he goes and does all the liberal stuff. And yeah, of course, he didn't, he didn't do yeah. that, 
which you know, know what, what he, when he started to say certain things like i'm going to put certain judges pro-life judges on the court he talked about the economy he talked about us in foreign territories you know in war that i'm going to bring everything he said he's pretty much accomplished his agenda of what he promised he made promises he's kept his promises aren't you tired of politicians who make promises but never do anything about them that's why trump was elected it was obama that helped him get elected but it, the people finally came to a crossroads saying we're tired of the traditional politician let's try the businessman let's try the corporate ceo have him come in to the white house and be the ceo of our nation he's been very very effective and i'm going to say that as a hispanic as a latino as a as a, my parents immigrated from mexico trump is the president, the preferred POTUS for Latinos in America. You're gonna see a surge of Latinos. Usually Latinos vote about 29, 28, maybe 30% Republican. You're gonna see that maybe pushing 40% in this election. You're gonna see the African-American community, which usually votes eight, nine, maybe 10% Republican. You're gonna see it pushing 20% Republican. I'm gonna tell you something. Trump in the last four years has built not only coalitions among ethnic communities, minority communities, but all around, Asians are coming around, different people are coming around. Guess what? He's got the biggest endorsement of police in the nation. Police are fed up with what's happening right now. Um, yeah, but you know, the, the, even like the, um, the, the NYPD also um, endorsed him you know, the, the, the people who, the PVA, I believe it was, that is also because of politics. It's a racial divide, you know, even though cops can be black, white, Latino, you know, um, it, it feels like it's either you support the cops or you support BLM, right? Whereas in reality, you should be able to say, that's a good cop, that's a bad cop. That's a criminal who deserved to get arrested. That was abuse. We should be able to determine the... the and that's why but, we can't... You know what? You got a good point. We're not able to determine it because what happens right away before the facts even come out, the Democrats begin to politicize things. We can't get to the facts. The facts become obscured. And guess who comes out to being a bad guy? This is, this is a Marxist way of trying to transform our police force is by, is by doing it in this fashion, by accusation, false accusation without getting to the facts, right? But guess what? They're not gonna turn over our police system. Our police system's not gonna bend to the will of Marxists who exist in the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party, I'm telling you, they're insane right now. You watch what happens between this, po this podcast and the election and see how the democrats well, may, react maybe maybe even sooner i i it, it's I, happening now but it's going to get even yeah. worse before the election yeah i mean i'm i'm concerned either way right um if trump wins i know there's going to be an uproar um from the left if biden wins there's going to be an uproar from the right you know people are are we're at such a divided place right now like us talking 
right? I have friends that will will be um, will will take exception to me talking to somebody who who's openly supporting Trump. You know, um, I don't think that way. I think we should talk, whether or not we agree, whether or not we're of the same mindset. I think that we need. How else? I agree. You know, how I else agree. do we? I'm not one of those. Um, extreme people that can't think for myself you know right. um i i'll be honest i'm gonna definitely be voting for Biden. um i won't be doing third party this time around because i feel like this time around i can actually affect things one way or the other yeah. you know whereas that last time i knew no matter what i did hillary wins new york yeah, hands if, down if you care about your guns bro don't vote for biden don't vote. If you care about your friends, like you said, you're a Second Amendment guy, that issue alone, don't vote for Biden. If you, if you care about babies, pre-born babies, and they deserve the right to live, don't vote for Biden. That's, that's, you want your taxes that's... raised? Don't vote for Biden. I mean, bro, I can go on and on and on why right now the Democratic Party is going to dissolve. It may even break into two different branches to a very radical element, Marxist, socialist, and maybe a few reasonable liberals and some moderates. I'm telling but you, that's, but that's the same on both sides. Register more Democrats than anybody ever in the past. We it's, got it's Democrats the same. The it's the same on on both sides. It's not because even before Trump ran, before he was when he was running, I I can give you screenshots on my uh, social media right now of people, Republicans, still bashing Trump. There's a splintering there, too. Uh, it's very few now. A lot of them change their minds. and and and. Uh, but see, you're, you're listening to the media because the media is always going to highlight the few people. No, not the media. I'm talking about people. I'm no. talking about like guys like me and you who are talking right now. Um, I know from your posts and seeing your posts, you're a Trump guy. Now I'm gonna know other Republicans who are still every time themselves telling me why they regret voting for Trump or why they 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 were you're, you know you're gonna for, have some fallout right you're gonna have some fallout but guess what the fallout is not greater than what's coming into our party right now you're gonna have mm -hmm. Democrats that are not even gonna change their registration as Democrats they're called blue dog Democrats. And those blue dog Democrats are going to vote Republican again, all across America, not just in the industrial states like Wisconsin and, and Pennsylvania, and even in the coal mine state of Virginia. You're going to see a lot of people cross over more than ever before. The choice what, is clear. What, what, makes you, what makes you say that? Like, what do you see? Bro, I see it on social media, everywhere I go. Uh, I was just in a conference in Dallas. People are just excited, Asians, African-Americans, Hispanics, no matter where you go to. But it's what, what exactly to like, see the people. Like I don't see the people that are going for Trump. Like, I don't see it. I, I mean, well, I live in New York, right? Yeah, you so live New in York, New York. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I live in New York. So even if a person is a Trump supporter here, they're going to be on the low because, you know, you know how it is, right? If you, if you, if you walk out here with a MAGA hat. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I, I don't agree with it. I, I think you should be able to wear whatever damn hat you want to wear. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's a safe thing to do. 
<laughs> you know, to be realistic, I don't think it's a, Listen, I don't think it's always, a safe thing. It's always been moves, right? Um, under Nixon, he called it the silent majority. Under Reagan, it was a moral majority. Under Newt Gingrich, when uh, Clinton was elected, it was a contract with America. That, that, that was the move, right? And it, and it ushered in this, this anti-Clinton climate after two years. And then the Tea Party came. After Obama did Obamacare, the Tea Party came. Right now you have the Trump train and you do have a mixture of all those. You have a silent majority, you have a moral majority, you have the, uh, the Trump trainers. I mean, you got all kinds, he's built a coalition that's really gonna defeat the Democrats in the fall. Trump's gonna win again. And you'll be surprised what states come, come for Trump that didn't vote for Trump in 2016. Well, I'm curious to see. I'm, I, Bro, I'm, let's have another I, conversation and then we'll have one right <laughs> yeah. after the election to kind of review what we've talked about. Yeah, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm a bit anxious because I know, um, I, I worry yeah. that things are going to get ugly either way. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I'm, no, I'm, I know you have to say you're voting for Biden because this is your podcast and your audience will get mad at you. But I know you're not going to vote for him, bro. When no. you get in that booth, your conscience is going to kick in. It's well, going well, to kick in. That's not, you know, even when I was a Republican, I was registered. As, I still voted for Obama both times for that very reason you mentioned, because my conscience wouldn't allow me to vote against Obama. I just couldn't do it. It just was, it, in my mind, it was, it's it was like. I didn't understand who he was. He's well, a guy with a smile, but he has a knife behind his back. Well, I, I gave him, I gave him his share of hell, you know, um, back back then. But I still voted for him yeah. because at the end of the day, and and, and again, I, I am not a political expert, or you know, I'm just a guy who who rants and raves, you know. But I I've always felt that that um, where when I was coming up, we were poor, we didn't have anything. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't think the Republicans are going to help people like us. It's you know? not, um, it's not party it's, helping a party. I think that's, that's a misnomer that, that many of us, well, what party is going to help me? None of those parties are going to help me. I'm going to help myself. Well, no, they, I, I, I agree just, with that. I they agree. have to execute the Constitution as it was written as it was written, that constitution is a standing constitution. It's not a breathing constitution. It's not a constitution that we can reinterpret because the times are different. That constitution stands on its feet for eternity. See, that I have a hard time with because- Bro, you didn't I, hear what I said. No, they no, I heard what you said. You can't, you can't, you said, um, that because times are different, we can interpret it. But I believe we should be able to change it. We should change things on it. Okay, we amend it. But the, and, principles, and, the principles that are there then apply today. Free speech is free speech. You know, you know what? Because it's human nature. They understood human nature. They wrote that constitution based on human nature. Um, Actually, I got a meeting coming up, but I'd love to really continue this conversation down the road. Yeah, for sure. Time. Is that okay? I appreciate you having me on your Yeah, program. of course. Yeah. I'll I'll um, you know, we'll be in touch and you know, we'll see what happens, man, cuz you know, 
Thank you so much. And thanks for being reasonable. You know, at least you, you, we can talk, we can have a conversation. Yeah, and, and, and we should be able to. We should be able to engage, and and I I think we've both been respectful, and yeah. and you know I I'd be able to sit down and eat with you and hang out with you. I, I'm not one of these people who says, oh, you're a Trump guy. You know, no, nah, man, I'm not like that. You know, like like um, we should be able to engage, and that's the only way to move forward. Able to do that, yeah. Okay. Hey, thank you yeah. so much. All right, it's good talking to you. Take okay. care, Joe. You are listening to the NYC Talking Podcast www.nyctalking.com. Please like NYC Talking on Facebook. Please follow Angel R. Talk on Twitter and Instagram. We are NYC Talking, the realest lifestyle blog ever. Thanks for listening.